All right, we're on. Let's do it. What's good? This is episode 32 of the podcast, Jason DeBillis, your hostess with the mostest. And with me today, I have the man with the gift of gab, the original, the one, the only, Rob Espero. <laughs> oh, that's the most Spanish I've ever sounded. I, I like that intro. <laughs> I mean, I could feel my Spanish roots coming up. Dude, you got Latino fans too, so that's how it works. <laughs> Thanks so, for having me on, Jason. I, I've, I've always enjoyed chatting with you at the beach tournaments. I see that, and uh, you have such a great charisma for the game as well as a great knowledge. And I also love the chatter, the uh, what we'll call the, the friendly banter of all the athletes we know, you know, oh criticizing their play because we could definitely do that ourselves. Definitely. So, but well, it, it does I, give us some good laughs. <laughs> well, actually, we'll start the show like that. Um, commentators and t talking about players. I am... Um, this old saying, this old um, um, uh, overused and 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 um, underappreciated thing is like, oh, if you never played the game, you shouldn't comment on it. And I have I have a problem with that. And and I'll and I'll, and I'll bring it back twofold. So bear with me, and then you could chime in, because uh, it's a podcast. When I when I interviewing each other, we just chatting. Um, First of all, I played the game 30 years. All right, I've been coaching for 21. Beach is still relatively new, compar comparative to everybody else, maybe five years in. Um, color commentary, eight, six, eight years, six to eight years. I did the CUNY championships every year for men's volleyball. It's usually Baruch and Hunter, you know, a bunch of kids from Poland or overseas. You know, immigration population is really good in New York. Um, that's why, like, when you go to indoor nationals, there's always a New York team there. Um, so here's the thing. I think we're allowed to commentate on the game because we, when you see enough of it, you know what it looks like. If you make steak enough times, you don't need to be a chef. <laughs> you know what good steak yeah. tastes like. You know what bad steak tastes like. I'm very careful uh, as far as crossing the, where I think certain people cross the line was when you think someone's playing with no heart or someone's giving up. They're just giving up. They, they're, 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 they're refusing to play. So there's a certain way that commentators say things that make players angry is because you don't know, you don't know if this guy's battling an undisclosed injury. You don't know if if you you know he what happened before that. You don't know if he had a cramp like in between sets and he's hiding it. So it's one of those things where if we choose to challenge somebody's will to win, we gotta choose our words carefully. And that's the, and that's where like a lot of players get upset. And I and I and I get that. But th this whole thing like, if someone is not allowed to be a part of it or, or at a high level because they never played it, then say, what, say goodbye to Chuck Daly, who's never dribbled a basketball in his life, but won two rings with the Pistons. Manage the dream team, the, one of the most, uh, you want to talk about a team that you have to manage personalities. Barkley, Bird, yep. Jordan, Pippen. I mean, it was such a strong personality team. They didn't have, they, they, they made it their mind to not have Isaiah Thomas on it. So, yeah, um, yeah. your thoughts about um, commentating uh, and, and in that respect? You know, in regards to commentating, you know, ironically, I was watching, being that we are all on quarantine mode, you know, I was watching the uh, the rebroadcast, not rebroadcast, I just went on uh, Prime Video and watched the replay of the Huntington Open of last year, the semifinal match yeah. uh, between uh, Taylor Crabb, uh, Jake Gibb, and uh, Nick Lucina and Phil Dalhauser. Yep, Nick and, and if Phil. you remember correctly, that first set in that semifinal match was literally a blowout. Jake 
and Taylor uh, ended up taking that first at 21-13. Yeah, you and, never see the wheels come off against yeah. Phil and Nick, certainly not in the, in, on the domestic team. Right, right. And, and, you know, if you even have a whim of the men's game, you know Nick and Phil are capable of far more than that. But they just came out slow. And honestly, Taylor and, and Jake were on fire. So knowing that when I go into commentary situations, it's like, you know what? Someone's entered beast mode. And you now at this point, all you can do is just kind of roll with it, try and contain it, and then hope for a, a better result the next match. So, yep. you know, as far as like talking about the game, um, I think people know that you have a passion for the game and you have a respect for the athletes. And I totally have that. I mean, I know the training. I know the development they go through. I know the reps that they do. And um, as someone, as a spectator, I really appreciate the the entertainment they give us and the competitive spirit they put out there on the court. So for me to go in there and criticize a, a performance or uh, the way someone's playing, yeah, I have no right whatsoever. And if anything, as a commentator, I'm going to promote and say, hey, you know, I'm almost, you're guaranteed to see them come right back because they are a professional, they know what they're doing, they know what their abilities are, and you know what, hopefully they can contain the other team or even come back and push a third set tie break. Yep. So um, yeah. I'm all about, I don't want to say that, that uh, um, you know, I will definitely critique some of the play, but I will limit what that critique is because I have no right. They are the competitors. They're the ones that are going to battle, not me. Um, so I don't have that right. Um, seeing them play and go with it with the, most intense attitude on the court. I mean, as a former athlete, I, I only played one year indoor at UC Irvine, the first year they went division one. Um, but, you know, in playing doubles tournaments after that, it's like there, you have to develop um, your skills to a point, but there just comes a time when your competitor just outplays you because they are on fire and you can't do anything about that except for try and contain it and then reset. So true. Um, yep. I'm telling you, it's, it's, I, my, my viewpoint of it is it could have been seen as a blowout, but I also know what both teams are capable of. And I only know that because of tracking the game, having the knowledge, having the passion to watch other plays, other matches they've been in. So um, I'm definitely on the side of I'm promoting every single athlete's play, regardless of how they're playing, because I know that to be at that level, they've earned that right to be there. It's a semifinal for goodness sakes, you know, or, you know, they're playing, they've made it out of the qualifiers and into the main draw. I mean, that is an amazing task in itself. So um, oh, I no just doubt. keep that in mind, just in, in the, in the interest of growth of the game and say, you know what, people need to change your mindset. I mean, I believe that you can be critiqued, um, but until you go out there and do it, you know, you're, you're only going to hold so much water with me in that argument. <laughs> no, 100%. I also think uh, as a commentator, speaking for myself, the, um, the way I critique people is shaped by the people who shaped me. Okay, I've um, um, learned a lot about uh, under Mario Trebich. He was the, the the coach in the Olympics for um, the Netherlands in ninety two ninety six. Mm -hmm. Won the silver and then won the gold against Italy. And he's a, a New Yorker and he's a longtime referee. He's this old crabby blue eyed Russian guy that just makes calls. He's so freaking blind right now. And he and and if you're young, you're like, oh my god, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. And I'm just like. Show, show some respect. Watch yourself. 
<laughs> you know, the guy, you've been coaching 50 years. You can't even imagine how many times the rules have changed, all right? Uh, between serve receive not being a, you know, double hit, between let serve rule, between being able to block a serve in 1984. You're allowed to block a serve in 1984. <laughs> so um, so I, I learned a lot under him because he did a lot of volleyball camps in New York. And um, and his his kids were growing up there. You know, he's got a kid in St. John's. I actually coached his kid. Um, I was a head coach at Hunter High School. This uh, elite, and and I, when I say elite, I mean elite as far as academics. This elite high school in New York, and I ended up coaching his son, who went to St. John's, and his other son went to Bronx Science, and I don't know where he is. Um, so I learned from him. I learned a, a, a lot. Most the majority of my beach game I picked up from John Mayer. And if you pick mm -hmm. it up from John Mayer, you pick it up from Aaron Mansfield. And John Mayer is also always about growth mindset. And with growth mindset doesn't come compliments all the damn time. Uh, uh, you don't make the illogical leap where you say you suck, but you have to find this gray area where you're like, okay, you did this well. What, what, did, you do, what did you think you did well? And what do you want to do better next game? Boom, mm -hmm. boom, boom. And, then, and as soon as you start commentating like that, sometimes um, there's always going to be someone that's, that's, that's sensitive. To that criticism yeah. okay um like if you said jake and taylor are on fire someone out there's gonna be like oh oh that's a slap to slap in the face of phil and nick we don't think it is uh, um and i don't mean to get on a bandwagon fallacy when i say that the majority of the people don't think you did that uh, uh but you are respectful and you're careful but at the same time as we have they have to let artists work all right yeah i am me personally we're, our styles are different even man i would love for us to do a game if we did a game together indoor or outdoor the world would be set on fire whoosh you know why because i've never seen a, a, a two different personalities that have the same the same mission and the same the same respect and appreciation by our contemporaries but 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 have two completely different approaches rob yeah. i attack volleyball players with volleyball all right. Did I say something about your mother? No. Did I say did I say you're ugly and your mother dresses you funny? No. Okay. Did I say go choke on a pretz on a crouton, your skinny chick? No. So um, that's my take. And that's the other Amazon Prime broadcast. You flip that toggle switch. It's the street version of commentary, which actually be kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> because I was sitting with um, two foreign players. We'll uh -huh. just say one from Canada and the other from Latvia. You can guess who they were. Yep. We were watching the FIB challenge <laughs> and uh, just hearing the, the the chatter of them critiquing the play. I couldn't help but bust the gut laughing. <laughs> that's what that's what I'd want to hear. <laughs> no, I think it's just who you are too. You know, yeah. I mean, and and look, we pick up tips from other people. Like I did a, I basically called the whole game with Casey Patterson. He was at the qualifier in Huntington last year, and mm -hmm. I was I wanted to talk to him about Sports Academy and who was involved in this and that. And Jeff Samuels is playing, and he's like, "Yeah, that would have been nice if Jeff did this or whatever." And this, and that was so cool coming from a player who basically yeah. says the same thing we're saying. <laughs> God, I got to see that match again. I, I, AVP put up, um, and I know you saw this, Karch and um, Karch and um, Kent. Us, against, and, uh, yeah. The, well, I call it the passing, the, the kings of the beach passing of the torch. That's what I nicknamed it. <laughs> the kings of the beach passing <laughs> of the torch. Because that was 1992, and the, the, the entire 80s was ruled by Sinjin and Randy. Uh, and Karch, everybody's like, oh, he's been there too. He, he's been there, but he hasn't been there the whole time. If you remember, 
he was neck deep with the indoor team from the 84 yep. gold, 85 world championship, 86 world cup, 87 Pan Am games, 87 Olympics. And then no, it's our 88 Olympics and the 89 world championship beating the um, Soviet union again, um, which yep. I, I, 88 was great because I thought those are the two best teams ever assembled going against each other. You, as far oh, as meritocracy yeah. is concerned, you couldn't ask for a better situation with the Soviet Union, which was an all-star, an all-star team <laughs> full of all the other countries in the United uh, States. So they set know. the standard for physicality back in the late '80s. I mean, like, wait, you can be that big and dominate that hard in volleyball? <laughs> yeah. So let me ask you something, because uh, I gotta ask, and you're always asking people the questions, and I know a lot of people don't know a lot of things about you. That includes me. Uh-oh. How did you start? When did you? Um, what was your first gig doing color commentary? I don't want to reference a year. It'll reveal my age, but we'll just say that I've done. We already know you like 70 and Asians. Look, look, Asian people, looking people, they they don't have a middle age. They're young until they're old. So go ahead. They turn 16, then they die. (laughs) (laughs) Someone told me that. I'm like, you know what? You're actually right about that. And it was another Asian guy. I'm not being insensitive for all you people out there. Another Asian guy told me that. <laughs> it's like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> How dare you? No, go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. Actually, uh, was the floor college. is yours. Yeah, yeah. I, I was in college and uh, uh, couldn't end up playing that first season due to uh, re-injured um, lower back, knee, and it just it took the entire time to try and rehab to get back into playing shape. So I had to pay my way through school. So one of the ways I did was um, being a lines official, believe it or not, for indoor, the men's team. What school? Uh, what school yeah. again? Uh, UC Irvine. Irvine. Go ahead. Yep. Yep. So uh, one night the public address announcer didn't show up, and I happened to know the sports information director who coordinated the uh, event operations, and she's a, a friend, a really close friend of mine. She goes, "I need you more on this mic than I do on that line, because I can find anyone to do the line," and uh, that was my first night on any kind of microphone, and it just kind of took off from there. I uh, started indoor. I've been specifically indoor. Um, first major championship has worked in 99. I'm going to drop some some old school names here. Let's do uh, it. Long Beach State, they hosted the Women's National Championship. Addie Hoschild and Jen Thomas, Pacific versus UC Santa Barbara. Wow. Uh, in that, that NCAA or the Big West final. Phenomenal. They are just, I mean, back then, so uh, Addie Hoschild was, is 6'2", 6'3". So she was a even she was considered a giant back then, and Thomas was right around six one six two as well. So and it was a slugfest between Pacific and Santa Barbara. So that was like my first major national gig because that was a televised match. Um, then I started getting other national championship opportunities all on the indoor side for men's and women's, and have been a mainstay at UC Irvine for you know as long as I've I've been doing it. So my priority scale goes UC Irvine and believe it or not Newport Harbor High School. And I got to see Misty and April play uh, nice. during their years. And Jen Carey at Cal oh, geez, uh, through their man. careers. Talk about right place, right time, huh? Yeah. Uh, and Dan Glenn. Uh, I mean, if you don't know who Dan Glenn is in high school volleyball, and you might as well not say, who's Tommy Chapins? <laughs> who's Michael Boley? You know, it's like, it's just Ooh. one of those names in the volleyball community. Here's a YouTube link to integrate your brain. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So uh, I ended up picking up those all the indoor gigs doing the NCAA championships and uh, the conference tournaments. And then I got the call for USA in 2008 uh, to start working the what used to be World League, uh, which is now Volleyball Nations League. 
and I've been there since. Uh, started jumping onto uh, more recently, well, considerably. 2015 was my first beach play-by-play at Long Beach State for Flow Volleyball. So, um, and that was just, I, I will always feel super connected to the McNamara Twins because they were my first ever uh, match that I did in the number one pairs. So it was, uh, obviously, Megan and Nicole McNamara okay. against yeah, yeah. Uh, Rachel Nieto and Neela Barber. Neela Barber, okay. So um, I, I loved it. I, I mean, doing the play-by-play commentary for beach i mean because it's i just feel there's not as many restrictions you could be more free-flowing and um, you can react and it's okay it's not as formal as the indoor game because i like to bring that that kind of charisma to the indoor but you know some people just don't dig it they're too old school yeah but i i love celebrating the play of any athlete on the court especially if it's something that's unique or powerful or a phenomenal defensive save i'm gonna i'm gonna talk about it definitely yeah well, it's, the game is phenomenal. It really is. And there, I got years back on my life uh, <laughs> coaching. Yep. Uh, maybe not co- commentating. I'll just call it a wash because we, uh, uh, you know, um, I love the art and, yeah. and science of, of play running indoor or whatever. But as far as the coach is con- uh, concerned, I'm, I'm, you know, I was with, um, I'm with Endless Summer outdoor um i was also with john john merritt lmu i was director of operations out there which is really another way to get a coach without calling him a coach um <laughs> that's just how they're right they just, come on that's, yeah that's that's yeah well it's so weird Next because coordinator. well you know it's weird that title means something entirely different depending on your region right like yeah in texas you just get director of operations you're getting the coach's coffee okay um and and on the east coast you are a liaison between him and the athletic director. So anything he needs, so operational experience and this and that. So John, um, I t- I'm like, listen, what, what do you mean? What director of operations? <laughs> no, it bas- basically he wanted me to coach the coaches. Like he wanted me to videotape yeah. all the practices in the games, give me four things I liked about practice or the game, four things I think they need to get, get, to get better. You know, the yeah. first it was just me and him. Then he started sharing with Betsy and Aaron. And then sooner or later, it's just back to me and him because some some people just disagree, you know, you know taking that yeah, away from yeah. Aaron because Aaron's a savage. Aaron's the, one of the best indoor coaches I've ever met in my life. So, no, but what we were saying before, Beach, just coaching and playing. Um, first of all, at the juniors level, the parents are, are, are the biggest difference in the world. All right. Yep. If you go into American Sports Center, you go to ACC, you go to wherever, Nevada, the parents look so angry and it's so hot and they 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 look like 90s rappers They you know, they. <laughs> that stink face full time. Yeah. I'm like, dude, relax. You've won <laughs> right? in the 90s. You won. So, no. <laughs> right. <laughs> but you go outdoors. This one's sitting in a beach chair. She's yeah. eating freaking, uh, uh, she's got a little bottle of wine, she's eating sweet potato fries. Just happy, yeah. just happier than a mother. Just happy campers. And that includes the college events. Like UCLA, yeah. uh, um, you know, we've called, you call some of their games. Uh, um, it's not in the beach, but even on the campus, it's laid back. Even the yeah. campus games are laid back. Big West, that was, that was um, I call us the Fab Five. Uh, I was going to get into it later, but um, I, I guess I could tell everybody now. It was basically, it was Dodd, um, Hav, Muirwitter, um, you and me. I, I called us. I mean, it was a combination yeah. of other different people, but I called us the Fab Five. 
Um, there are people who have star power that get themselves commentating jobs uh, um, and and the respect that comes with their playing ability somehow to, in some people's mind think it automatically sends the good commentators sometimes it works and I, but I gotta be real I'm a New Yorker sometimes it don't um, and then you just have people who aren't as popular, but they have the gift of gab. So I thought this combination of the five people, like everyone knows Dodd, um, everyone regionally knows Hav, like like next generation. Um, with respect to Hav, Hav doesn't trans transcend to two generations, just one. So, you know, the indoor mm -hmm. players aren't going to know who he is. And the outdoor, you know, you got to smack him over the head a little bit. That, that's Hav. Um, um, <laughs> but to me, the common denominator, if you want a quality product, if you want to um, not necessarily do the right thing, do what's right for business. The question, the bottom line is, can you do the job or not? Can you do the job or not? With you, the answer is absolutely 100% yes, okay? You pass the test. With me, the answer is yes, I pass the test. Got a 65. Um, uh, with, um, <laughs> Um, Travis Muewitter, a lot of people don't know about, but he's he's one of the most liveliest writers I've ever met, I've ever I've ever seen yeah. in, in in volleyball and and, and in other sports too. Um, yeah, pass the test. You know, Dodd, he's all right. He's all right. I'm not. I mean, I, I know all right is like to some people sounds like I'm disrespecting him. No, keep it real. No. This is a podcast. He's all right. Hovland, yeah, yeah. he's all right. Hovland, I'm, I'm, his biggest challenge is probably watching his mouth. The dude, the dude talks like a truck driver sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, well, I, and I should this. talk, right? I should talk. <laughs> no, that, that's standard New York. That's good. That's acceptable New York, right? Yeah. That's subway talk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so what of this, my highlights? This episode is okay. sponsored, so I am veering away from that, man. <laughs> you should have heard me yesterday. <laughs> yesterday, oh my God, we had some stories to tell. And, and I went on a rant because we were talking about bullying. I had Nate Lombardi, actor, entrepreneur. Uh -huh. He was on Sex in the City. He was on a bunch of, you know, NCIS uh, um, uh, or the, um, whatever those cop shows are. Um, and he founded a group called the Groovy Projects, which is dedicated to positive mindset for youth, for schools, and to promote mm -hmm. anti-bullying. And I just went on this insane rant where I just, I, the F word, I dropped the F word um, consciously. I said, I know I'm gonna get in trouble with this. And I said, F. You mean FedEx? That's I the said, F word. Yes, right? I said FedEx, FedEx bullies. <laughs> FedEx bullies. You can go FedEx yourselves. <laughs> I said picking on somebody because you're bigger or they're smaller or the weaker, picking on someone because their hair is white, picking on someone because, you know, they're smart or whatever. I mean, I said BS, you know, be bull job. Yeah. <laughs> bull job. I, I just went I just went off on this because um, you know, I was bullied. I was bullied. Um, I was pushed to a point, not where I was drawn into a corner where I was scared of every hour. I was pushed to a point where I snapped, and like when I snapped, my my response was disproportionate. I almost choked the life out of this dude. I just snapped. Yeah. You know, everyone Jason, you know, said Jason went crazy, but I'm like, no, Jason went Jason. <laughs> um, and then um. It was a Russian guy, you know, Brighton Beach guy that was connected. So after, after school, they had like 30 guys waiting for me. So I never, for almost a year, and no one knew this. Mm -hmm. My mother never even knew this. But for almost a year, I never went back to school. I just didn't oh, wow. go back to school. I went to Coney Island. I went to the arcades in Coney Island. And, you know, I could play Gauntlet for like a quarter, you know, because I knew how to last long on 25 cents. And I would, for four the hours a day. The fish line in the string. Yeah, yep. Nah, but basically mm -hmm. Gauntlet is your health ticks down at a one second pace. This, but if you eat food, you get 100 points for health. So I found a way to not get hit and at the same time eat a lot of food. So my health started at 600 and, and I would finish at like 10,000, 
where basically you it would take two days to kill me so um uh for a year so i mean and i don't even know where i was going with this i was just talking about bullying but I, well, I guess, we were talking about those guys the the, the, the fab five at the yeah. uh yeah. All the events that we were yeah, but, doing the commentary oh, for. And I'm, I'm going to give you the floor, but I wanted to leave it this. The question is, can you do the job or not? Star power versus gift of gab. Yeah. I feel like um, the gift of gab is the natural outpouring of someone who has a genuine love and passion for the game. Yep. Because... Uh, it comes know, from that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, because... I honestly, I don't know all the strategy. I don't know all the mechanics of the beach game because it's it's excelled to the levels they're playing at now. There's so much to learn that I'm, I try to just be the student of the game, uh, kind of just glean the information from the athletes and personalities I know, the coaching staffs that I know. And, you know, I've, I've figured it out. You know, I, I, I sit like, for instance, uh, Bikara Palmer, on the Australian national team. Yeah. So I developed a, a rapport with her. We, we've been talking online and I actually had her as one of my first guests on the podcast. I saw But it. she started a beach online volleyball clinic. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go, you know, check it out. And she has some great content on her page. So you, you can sign up. It's like a hundred bucks when you, uh, you know, the, you transfer the money uh, through some online thing, but she has four modules that, covers some of the, the, the basics, but goes pretty deep on some of the strategy too of, of beach volleyball. Like I love to do those things. I mean, if I see another athlete like uh, Betsy Flint puts up stuff on, on her social, I'm going to watch it because I'm going to learn from it. But I also, I my other bit is supporting those particular personalities and athletes because they are doing so much for the game. Um, you know, even uh, Mark Burek, does some really good stuff on his social. I have such a, I want to know more about the game. I'd want to find out from any of the people who are in that game today. So uh, I, I, I try and channel their passion from what they're teaching me, although they don't know it and, and bring it to what I'm doing on the microphone. And I'll give them credit where credit is due because I want to see the game grow. I want to see the personalities become more common in the public eye. I want to see them get those endorsement deals. I want them to be, I want to be like Betsy Flynn. I want to be like Emily Day. I want to be like Misty May. I want the, I, I like hearing that. So it Me means too. that they're getting out there publicity wise. So, you know, I want to be like Jake, you know, because you know, these guys, they don't get to see that side of them. But once they start connecting that they are just regular people also, no I really believe that the, the, that connection, that intimate connection to the game will build their passion for the game. Yeah, I um, and I support that because as far as being a leader an elite athlete, the 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 training, the general nutrition that comes with that, these people work just as hard as um, if you if you talk about the big three basketball, football, baseball, the training that they put in is definitely more than baseball, and rivals basketball and is behind, just behind football. That's that's how I, I view a beach volleyball players at the elite level. At the elite mm -hmm. level, I'm talking world scene all the way to the top echelon of the AVP. And I would, just like you, I want them to have the same level of res respect and appreciation because as far as like certain athletes and personalities that come with them to, uh, choosing that sport, this besides mixed martial arts, there's no better people <laughs> to, to chill and chat with and get to know their side yeah. uh, other than volleyball players. I crap, I shit you not, man. It is... <laughs> awesome uh talking to some of these people i mean i like volleyball better than some of the major sports is because dana white said this one time it was a lakers game 
and his kid is at the Lakers game and the game's over and like you know some of the kids have their hand out and you know maybe for like a high five and it would mean everything in the world if like the, the player just looked up maybe not high vibe just acknowledge maybe fist bump and they just keep going and, and don't and don't look up you know and, Dan, and yeah. Dana was like Nobody on my sport's gonna do that. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna find a, a pink slip in your Christmas stocking. Um, <laughs> and volleyball players, as far as the fans have been concerned, have been so accessible. And in many instances, more so than the media, right? Because fans, yeah. they just want to autograph, they want a picture. You know, the media, man, I don't, I don't want to be asking all these damn questions. You yeah. know? So, um, so I get that. Me, I did media for a year. I don't, I don't, I don't really, I, I did media because when I moved, um, I, there's a way I needed to uh, acclimate myself and, and get to know the players and players that get to know me. So I knew mm -hmm. when I moved here in 2016, I knew I had to do at least one year of coaching on the beach, one year mm -hmm. of uh, media, and I did it for volleyball one-on-one. -on -one. We all know and or July. So, um, yeah. I, you know, I, I went to all the, all the events and, and they were, a lot of them were nice enough to talk about process and technique. Pro process, right. preparation, and technique. That was the that was the um, the focus uh, of my my media obligation to Andor, um, and it's happened so fast. Like the, mm -hmm. me just stepping on the scene, and success has happened so fast. I'm glad this COVID thing happened. I, I need to step back. I don't want to be one of these young people that think they got it all figured out. I, just like you, I, you know, the cool, the thing that makes you good is that you know you haven't, you don't know everything. You haven't got it all figured out, you know. But it's perfectly human to be like, damn, I got it made when things happen so fast. And that's when I'm like, yeah. the other side is me like, yo, you know, <laughs> pump the brakes. You know, one of the things that, yeah, I like to tell the people when they ask me, like, well, you know, you're great. I'm like, thank you. But I, I always say, I always in the back of my mind, like, you got to approach everything you do with, with humility. Yep. And, you know, you got to be thankful for the position that you're in. And, you know, I think just by nature, like you said, you moved here in 2016. Is that what you said? Yeah. And so I have the benefit of being a long-termer here in the Orange County area. Um, so I've seen a lot of these athletes play from club to high school to Talk about taking the journey, now international. Huh? Yeah. Like April Ross, I could show you the Newport Harbor annual for that team that she was a senior on. You know, Sarah Hughes, her brother was a two-time national champion at UC Irvine. I would see this little, you know, at the time I was taller than her. At one point I was taller than her. At 5'5", five, five, a little blonde-haired, blue-eyed girl watching Connor Hughes matches. Little come to know, come to know. It's Sarah Hughes, <laughs> you know, uh, you've got these other people like, yeah, she was on your show. So, um, she was that, on your show, right? What's that? She was on your show. Uh, yeah, she was. Yep. And I mean, and now she's on a, a, a worldwide commercial to encourage people and she's making such a positive impact. Have you seen that powerful Nike commercial? We all play for the same team. It's like, we may not be playing in from international crowds. We may not be playing the Olympics. We're playing for a much bigger cause. We're playing for 3.7 billion people. Yep. And they, they show her training in her, her uh, driveway in Hermosa Beach. Yep. They, they did this compilation of all these athletes training at home, and she was one of them. So, But um, knowing these athletes personally for as long as I have, I can't help but be fans of them. You know, like you know, Sarah Sponsel, she's like my first interview on beach. So I'll always feel this connection to her. And so jealous. I, I enjoy what she's doing and she's in Arizona right now, but she's hating being there, but you know, she has been one of the, the best personalities to talk to along with Sarah Hughes, Kelly Clays. And then, you know, on the guy's side, there's Jake Gibb and 
um, Nick Lucena, like they've always been so accommodating and I can tell that they know they have a fan base and they are so a huge part of growing the, the game. So I'm so appreciative of the, the time they take and the, uh, um, just the vulnerability they have and they're just wanting to, to share about who they are and what they do and how they do it. Yeah. And big up to the generations of, of, of like your generation, the, the people that take the time to give back and take the time to put into it, to promote the sport of volleyball, where um, so many have just taken the money and run. You know, I mean, you, you look at this time period where the AVP was offering six figure salaries all the way up to the point where they were bankrupt twice, all the way to this this huge uh, uh, circle the wagons comeback. I think right now, as far as exposure is concerned, as far as like the atmosphere is set up, it's I think it's better now. Like I, I watched oh, yeah. I watched uh, cart uh, like that jam pack jam pack thing, the king of the beach uh, torch passing match we were talking about. And yep. I watched Hawaii last year. And as far as the, 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 the feeling and the emotion that I had and the nostalgia I felt from watching, I got more from, I got more from Hawaii last year. Uh, um, there, of course, uh, that's, that might be a generational thing. Like if you're emotionally invested in someone, you take a longer journey, of course, you, that, that, that's going to be more irreplaceable than what, what I saw. So I'm not trying to make a comparative here. But if you're mm -hmm. trying to generate fans, fans interest in the sport people who don't watch the sport people who are indoor players uh, who watch indoor you are you trying to get them to the beach you're not trying to give them, you're not trying to take them all the way back to a, gen, a generation that, that 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 took the money and ran you're trying to get them you're trying to get them right here right now and yeah. if i landed on this planet and wanted to know about volleyball and i saw that 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 tournament in hawaii that if you remember <laughs> it was it was brunner and um hayden from the qualifier yep. all the way to the finals, that's a yeah. that's a journey. You you laughed, yeah. you cried, you 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 cheered for them, you booed the refs, you took this, you felt <laughs> like you were there on the court, and that's that's where I think Donald's son and Jeff Conover and and I look at these guys who are running the AVP, and I'm like, dude, you got it right, you got you yeah. got this one, you got this one right. You know, I mean, you, you, this, they they they've endured so much criticism. Um, and I've been one of their biggest critics, and I talked to Jeff, and Jeff said, "I don't care as long as it's fair. <laughs> if it's not unfair, yeah. if it's if it's unfair, then I got a problem, you know." Um, but yeah. um, I went from someone to say saying, "I'm like, dude, my girlfriend used to go to the AVP games because they weren't crowded." <laughs> You know yeah. what I'm saying? You go to UCLA, you know, against USC or whatever. But she said she liked going to the AVP games because they weren't crowded. So you went from that yeah. in 2016 to the, the these venues that that are just jam packed uh, the uh, the new players coming to craft maple the uh, mm -hmm. uh, um uh, Chrissy Jones, Muno, uh, you know, semifinals. Yeah. Betsy Flint, you know, th that generational age group ready to lead and, 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 and take it. Kelly Clays, you talked a lot about Sarah Hughes. What about Kelly? Um, and these are just the women, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yep. So, um, wow. Wow, I'm very, very excited. Well, I'll tell you one thing. Uh, so I was on a panel last night for Volley On Together, uh, and Jake was on that panel as well. And he said one thing that is so powerful that I'm hoping we'll get generating uh, around the internet about what he said, but what Donald's son is doing for the AVP is essential for the growth of volleyball. What he's doing is so powerful. He's putting it out there. He's got the prime video contract. You're seeing other courts being played and it's giving other people who aspire to be professional volleyball players, just the hope that they could be on that screen as well and competing at the highest levels. And um, without the AVP, what other platform is there? So, um, you know, platform. I enjoy the product that, that, that mm -hmm. the AVP is doing. And I know there's a huge team 
behind Donald, like Josh Glazebrook, there's Marty Swan, and, you know, of course, Jeff Conover, and there's this entire marketing staff. And, of course, you have everything down to DJ Roche and Mark Sherman and Kevin Barnett, Cameron Irwin. We're going to drop all these names, but they do such a phenomenal job. And now Dane is, well, Roche's I right too. Ro- Ro- <laughs> Let me tell you something, Roche's all right. You know, like I grew up uh, around DJs, you know, my boy DJ Stoon um, is now this, this world-renowned guy. And I had him on the podcast too. And he's like, he, he said he, he doesn't think there's a better DJ for the sport of volleyball. Um, you know, FIVB, you know, everyone has their guy. Uh, there's, as far as the, his ability as a DJ and, and how it applies to sports and, and the venues, there's nobody yeah. better. He, he's, pla- he, um, he's platinum. He's, yeah. he, I mean, he's, he, he's, he's, and this came from, this came from a, a, a real New York grinder who goes to Brazil four times a year, who goes to London four times a year. Uh, he doesn't, you know, if you're DJing and it is your sole source of income, you're yeah. working for Verizon. I think Roche's still working for Verizon or whatever. And it's your sole source of income. And this is all you do day and night. You buy an apartment yeah. in New York and you got so much money, you move your mother in next door. <laughs> She's in the same <laughs> building in the apartment because you're a mama's boy. So when someone like that is saying Roche is ill, Roche is platinum. Well, you know, I got to share in his That's special real. moment too because mm-hmm. I was watching the Olympics in 2016 and Mike Tirico on the, the recap of the Olympic play of the day goes, no, I'd say I was at the beach volleyball event today, but the MVP was not a player. It was DJ Roche. Yep. <laughs> it's like, oh, mic drop. Boom. <laughs> I love it. So give me two things that you liked with the AVPs done the last two years um, that made them better. Two things. Oh, wow. Just two, huh? Well, we'll go oh, one I- and one. I, we could go one and one. You go first, I'll go, then you go and I'll go. We'll, we'll do four okay. together. Well. I, I already alluded to it, but I think the uh, uh, prime video streaming uh, is huge, not just on center court, but the outer courts as well has been a big change in the right direction for AVP. No doubt. Um, I was, you know what? This is like the movie Eight Mile, man. You you like Eminem. You took everything <laughs> I was going to say against you, and you said it first. <laughs> Everybody from the 313. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm uh, so gangsta. I'm from nine four nine. What oh do you mean? Oh my god, that's <laughs> that's nice. Um, this is what I liked. I like the co. Um, since you use Prime, I'll go co promotions. I like that at least one time a year. The last couple of years, FIVB, AVP did Huntington. They did the same thing in Cincinnati a couple of years ago. I like that they're 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 keeping the FIVB as much involved in some some um some sort of media way and and their ability to release some of the players to compete in the FIVB when there's only eight eight stops. If you like, if you remember, I think like. Kelly Clay's only played in like four or five of them. And like this, this team only played in like f- five or six. So the AVP's flexibility to allow people to play in FIVB and, and a little bit, and we'll get, maybe, and we'll get in the platform later and a little bit um, if platform has some tournaments in the off season, because these people have to make their money. Right. Yeah. Um, if the AP has, if, Hey, is the AVP has 20 stops <laughs> make money AVP, you got eight stops. You got to <laughs> let them make their money. Um, what's the second thing? You know, I, I'm kind of, I want to go to something micro, but I feel like I should mention something macro, but I'm going to go to the micro because on the, the prime video broadcast, you know, for the viewer who can't be there, I love the, all the little awards they've incorporated to the play. Oh, the hammers? uh, extra effort, the uh, progressive hammer of the day. Um, You know, all those awards just keep me so engaged. Like you see this, you know, the monster hydro block of the, of the day. I love seeing the, 
all the different products being brought into the play, but it also adds a certain level of color as a commentator that I enjoy. Right. It's like, yeah. oh, the Hydro Monster block, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, this is the other thing I liked. I liked, I was actually going to say talk and switch, but that's new. Uh, I like the idea, but I haven't seen it implemented. So I can't really introduce that as an improvement if they haven't done it yet. Uh, coaches are allowed to switch and talk now. We're at FIVB. You're not even allowed to have a coach in the box. But I do like the idea that, um, um, you know, college, you get to talk and switch. The AAUs, you can't only talk during the timeouts. So the AVP mm -hmm. found a happy medium on the domestic tour where, where, you know, you're trying to, you're, I mean, you're like, you're like the tennis format, but you're trying not to, but you're not tennis. You're not trying to be completely like tennis. I mean, because tennis yeah. already enjoys a level of success because they've been at it long, longer, long term. So um, I do like um, the, t uh, the idea of the talk and switch. Mm -hmm. I do like that. Now, here's one thing I think the AVP could do to improve. Um, I'll go first. All right. So this way, it's like an idea will pop up in your head, and 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 we, and, and it allows you to choose your, choose your words carefully because I know everyone's trying to do that, and ain't nobody trying to step on nobody's toes except for me. You know, like um, like I, I said this yesterday, and I'll say it today. I'm not this way because I'm on camera. I'm on camera because I'm this way. Um, one, you're gonna have three courts. I want three sets of commentators. Um, I want. Rob Espero to, to call one of those courts with someone. I like it because they have people come uh, uh, calling center court. I would like mm -hmm. to see them add commentating teams for all three courts. Moreover, I want you to definitely be calling one of those. I, I again, the, it's about being able to do the job. Kevin Barnett. Um, I gave him a, a, a on the media. You know, I've been talking. It sounds like I'm talking bad about badly about him, um, but. I think one of the things I said he's painful to listen to because I think he's trying to show a personality where he thinks he's funny and he's not. Um, I, I, I don't think he's funny. Um, he is the best indoor commentator I have ever seen in my uh, um, in, in my volleyball life. I'll just say volleyball because I put him right up there with football, with Tony Romo, uh, uh, basketball. Um, maybe not Marv Albert, but Collins because uh, Marv Albert's the best, the best ever. Um, but indoor, he's one of the, he's the best volleyball commentator I have ever seen in my life, and that rivals Chris Marler, that rivals Paul Sunderland. We go, we going back because indoor, mm -hmm. indoor is my wheelhouse too. Um, <laughs> I, um, at, he works so hard at this. His mom's a vocal trainer, and I understand that, and I know he's 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 going to continue to get better. But he's one of the people that I gave a lot of uh, um, like just I, I I was open about like oh my god this dude. Stop. Stop trying to be funny, dude. Stop. You know, but um, um, but it's it's my misunderstanding more about what they're trying to do. But the one thing I want to see the AVP do, I want I want them to have some a personality like you on one of the courts. I, I of course, if they call me, I will just just call just say my name. I will pick up the phone and do that. You know, what I mean, and I and um, and and I would do it and I would have fun. You know, what I'm saying I yeah. would like this, them to see people who who who's not just star power um, allows them the opportunity to succeed or fail, but the people who've been in the grind the whole time, give them, give them the shot. You have, you're not, you're not only a good commentator, you have good feedback. You have people tapping you on the shoulder. My friends from Wisconsin, they're listening to you right now. They think you're great. 
that's wow. that's feedback not feedback yeah. because you're stuck there alone and you're doing the best you can and people are like no go rob go no not that kind of feedback because that 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 that's good too it's for people like try born maybe he was up there by himself you're doing great try <laughs> hang in there you know what i'm saying ball served out um, so so um i want uh, and it's your turn because I'm talking a lot, but um, I want commentators and I went way too far, of course, but I want commentators for each court. And I, and, I, and I think some of these volleyball personalities, I might be too over the top for them, but I definitely would love to see you there. You know, if, if they call <laughs> me or not, I've already won in life. If they call me or not, I'm fine. If they don't, I'm good. I, I, yeah. I'm 50 this year. I've already I could go die tomorrow. I've won. <laughs> you, know? you didn't turn 16 and die like the Asians. <laughs> oh, what a way to, but what a way to go. Put me in the coffin with a smile on my face. They're like, damn, damn, he looks so good. Damn, that boy looks good. It's like, stop staring at the dead body, please. <laughs> well, so, I'm humbled your by your comments. I, 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 you know, it's, yeah, I definitely agree with you on the commentary on the outside courts, or the outer courts. And, um, you know, uh, one of the things that that I would love to see, just because seeing it on the indoor game and how it plays out, is the instant replay, the chat, the ability to challenge goals. Ooh. Because I mean, the way catch that, people in I, their lives. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Host it, and when it's there in the arena, and we're doing the replay, it is some of the funnest but most intense, like few seconds, as we're waiting for the judgment by the uh, the uh, uh, video uh, review referee to pass the information down to the R1, R2. So mm -hmm. I would love to see video replay incorporated into the AVP. If I know it, you got to have a lot of cameras, but man, it would add such a great element to it. <laughs> oh, wow. You catch people in their lives too. I didn't, I didn't, oh yeah, look at the big screen. What is what does God say? You ever see like basketball players? They they they, they look up to see if there was a foul or not. You're going to see all the volleyball players taking off the What's shades, that? take off the shades and what, is, yeah. what does God say? <laughs> yeah. you know, Jay, I wanted to uh, comment on something you'd said, but it, you know, um, the feedback that you get. And one of the things that, that I've, I've been totally blessed by in the last four seasons I've been doing this is having the ability to receive input real time from people who are listening. And um, some of the people I've received the feedback from, uh, you may recognize some of the last names, Kraft, Maple, Riley of Cal Poly. Yeah. Um, that's how I've become connected to these families, the Harvard family. Um, they've sent feedback and we've just had a good dialogue. And, you know, from that, I realized, you know, you got great kids who are competitors. You now the Shoji family, um, indoor side, you know, the Smiths, the Patches and the Sanders. I mean, I'm really connected to the, the, all the Sanders. So, you know, um, they, just the fact that they would take the time to, to give me the comment and, and say, you know what? You're pretty good tonight. That was funny. I like that. Or you weren't so hot. I really appreciate it. Cause it means we have relationship. Yeah. And I'm telling you what the world needs right now is just the ability to accept some criticism and not get pissed off about it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and again, the criticism is not outside the scope yeah. of volleyball. Yeah. You know, like um, one of the players are like, oh, man, I didn't like what you said. And I was like, uh, what did I say personally? And they're like, no, you said my, I should have did this. And I'm like, but that's volleyball, right? <laughs> I, yeah, you, you, you should, you are allowed to attack a volleyball player with volleyball. And the longer you've been in the business, the longer playing experience or prior playing experience has little to nothing to do with it. Okay. You got yeah. Derek Fisher coaching the Knicks. All right. He's, he's an NBA champ. He can't coach. 
<laughs> he can't coach. You got Steve Kerr, you know, um, you know, he turns out he can, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> there's certain people that get groomed and you're like, what the hell have they done to deserve it? But deserve has nothing to do with it. If, if what you're saying is fair and if what you're saying makes sense. Um, <clears throat> yeah. um, the second thing I want them to do, and it's, it's connected to the first, I want some kind of at least one court coverage for the qualifiers because the AVP, particularly hmm. on the women's scene, has been become so deep the last few rounds of the qualifier where like or, or i could just use the men as an example you got good teams you got kyle friend and 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 this dude you know didn't even make the draw in hermosa beach friend and um um buttinger yep. uh, um duncan buttinger um and the only reason why i knew is i was coaching um earl schultz and jake and oh, they were okay. in our bracket so um when they lost i'm like dude we're in i'm you know, in my mind, I'm, I, I mean, I'm not telling my team that, but I'm like, stylistically, with Styles making matchups, there's nobody, you know, Evan Corey is a good player, you know, pain in the ass yep. lefty, but I knew there wasn't anyone stylistically that was going to stop us from getting into the draw. <clears throat> you know, yeah. Earl, Jake, Jake, or Arudia and Earl Schultz, they've never, they never made the draw and they, they picked me up. And that was the time, the, the one time they made the draw. They dumped me for, um, <laughs> they dumped me for P1440 because the coaching's free, so. Between, between having to pay me and, and getting Pompeo and Arturo for free, you're going to, you know, smart people are going to choose them, you know? <laughs> yeah. Unless they want the New York attitude. They need that, that, that game yeah. attitude. Or unless they want someone that works harder. How about, yeah. how about that for slapping someone in the face? <laughs> no, I'll bring it back. There is nobody in P1440, others coaches, that the night before a tournament that watches video against their opposition, that, that breaks it down, makes notes, three ways to beat this team, three things this team likes to do. Arturo and Pompeo, Pompeo's with me at Endless Summer. He's one of our coaches. They're not doing that the night before. No, they show up, they're from Brazil, and that's good enough to win. And it has been good enough to win. And the yeah. one thing that, that, that I think puts me on the level as them, not better, but, but, but uh, as far as the catch-up game, I'm kind of right there with them. I'm up later than they are. Yeah. <laughs> I'm up there, and, and nobody can disrespect that. Everybody can respect that. Just like the respect I have for Pompilo and Arturo is profound. He's been coaching yeah. Beach for 30 years, you know. Yeah, it 30... just becomes instinctual for them, you know, but... For those of us learning the game, you know, some people just have that natural talent to process data and communicate it well and get that message across, whereas he's some have so to work harder better. at it. He's so much better than me at that. He, he <laughs> said, you know what he said one time? He, we, were, um, we were coaching AVP um, uh, first. We're the endless summer. We have, um, we're, we're the nation's leader in commitments per capita. We have eight commitments hmm. out, of a, out, of a, out of a 21 person group. So we have four girls going to SC. Two wow. going to Long Beach State. We got one going to Arizona and one going to GCU. So people that don't know what I'm doing on, 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 on the down low, <laughs> you've been educated. Um, so Pompeo during the timeout, and I'm always nosy, I'm listening, and he says in five words, good serves makes good defense. Yeah. English is not his first language. Good serves makes good defense. Do you know how many words it takes me to say what he said in five? I would be like, use your serve to space, left shoulder. Okay, they'll pop one up. You get some free balls. Maybe you get an ace. That is too many words. That's too many. What I said makes sense, but that's too many words, especially for that age group. Good serves mm -hmm. makes good defense. I'm getting housed by a guy that doesn't even speak English. <laughs> <laughs> or he does. Sorry. I mean, not his first language. 
So yeah, me fail English. That's impossible. Right? <laughs> what the hell wants you from a man whose years old is 900 English. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> so second thing, one, one thing you want to see um, a little bit better as far as the curve for the AVP. Yeah, I, I don't know how realistic it can be, especially being post COVID because we're going to see the other side of this, but somehow to get the player engagement with the fan base, just a little bit more. Um, I know that they get in competitive mindset come, you know, elimination Saturday, championship Sunday, but I mean, you got to play to the fan base just to like put your face out there and, and, you know, and, and have the athletes say, Hey, thank you for coming on out, you know, cause that, I think that'll go a long way yeah. um, for the growth of the game. Yeah. Do you know what's helped me? This is before I moved to California. My girlfriend was like, dude, let's go on a volleyball vacation. I'm like, so SOB, South of the Border Vacations, yeah. you know, it's Davenport. Um, yep. And, you know, we have friends, you know, the, the Karens family. I'm, I'm close with them. Rafa Rodriguez knew some people, you know, I, I'm, I was his analytics coach for a while. Um, still for him, not for Ed, but for him. So I went there and the, the pros were John Mayer, Betsy Flint, Ali and Kevin McCulloch, uh, Ty Trambley and Derek Olson. So not bad. So what we did, we took a boat ride and we speed up the boat and there's like a school of dolphins jumping up and down, showing off. And at the end of the boat ride, we docked and they, they all sat on stools and they, there was a 40 minute Q and a just taking questions from, from all of the people who are on the volleyball vacations. I was there just to chill. My girl was there for the tournaments. My girl wanted yeah. to play in all of the tournaments. Me, I just wanted to play in the exhibition games, indoors versus the pros, because I was still representing, you know, I played with Balmeso. Uh, um, I set for mm -hmm. them a little bit, and they, they went to nationals. They won nationals in 2004 and 2005. Only lost like a set. Uh, so the only guy that spoke English. But so I got to play against John Mayer and um, with Ty against Mark Karens, and then I get to play mm -hmm. with John Mayer against Ty and then Mark Karens, so, and I got housed. <laughs> Let me see. You know why? It takes you like four or five plays to become acclimated to what the wind's gonna do and the sun in your eyes, because Central Park, the beach course, there's no sun, the trees block it, you know? It's no yeah. deep sand, it's, you know, it's Central Park sand, so, and, and you don't play, you use it as a cross trainer to play for indoor. So, right. so the yeah. two things that, that, that cemented me was John Mayer. I was playing him on the hatch off of one block, just defense. And I, I knew it was going to be hard. So I came in. I'm like, if he hits me in the face, he hits me in the face. And he snapped his wrist and it bounced right in front of me. And I went, you know, like the bounce, you just kind of move out of the way. And then everybody starts laughing. And um, the score is like 3-3, three, three, right? So one yep. play later. Mark's trying to block Ty. I, I, he passes the ball, and I was doing this. I was facing this way, and my platform's doing this. So when you uh -huh. do that, your platform, we're here. Betsy teaches you, you face your platform. It angles here. Yeah. But if you do this, your angle's up. So what does it do? It pops up, but goes behind you, right? So I do one of these, <laughs> pops up. Ty runs, takes both hands, just sets, just flings it out. And John's yep. playing me on the hatch, and I move, and I snap my wrist, boom, and I it took this bounce off the sand, and I put one in front of him, and everyone just said, "Oh, now I lost 15-4, uh, uh, whatever." But <laughs> but the um the thing that made John smile was because I'm left-handed too. It was uh -huh. an almost identical shot that he hit at me. So he was just like, I love that. And he's like, you know, he says, you know, I had to play you for real because the fans are watching. You know, I had to, you know, right? If I played you, you know, that's the way he respects people. And I like that. He doesn't like play around with you. If he's a pro and if he's, he's 
11 points better, he's going to he's going to beat you by 11 points. And um, that's where his, his and I, our, our relationship solidified. Next thing you know, he's like, hey, yeah. come, come work with me at LMU a little bit. Me and Aaron and Betsy and um, and um, John's still one of my favorite people. But my love as far as indoor coaches, I fell in love with Aaron Mansfield. The dude is a savage. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I'm I, playing in Santa Barbara days. Yeah. Before uh, Gaucho. Yeah. How about <laughs> playing with Theo Brunner too? He's Theo Brunner's partner for a little bit. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had Theo All on my show. Guys. Theo, Theo told me, Theo, Theo tell me. Nice. <laughs> so you, um, done some really, really good work pretty much from high school all the way up to, I looked at your, I, I read your bio. <laughs> um, what was, let's take, let's go back. Let's have a little fun. Let's go back to the big West tournament last year for beach volleyball, 2019. Basically, it finished with Todd, you know, with Cal Poly and Hawaii. Yep. What was one of the more fun matches you got to see or call? Because a lot of our matches finished early and we got to, you and I got to share a little bit. So let's, let's, let's get the fans engaged and, and, they, and we, can, we can take them with us on this. Well, it's a toss-up, but I'm going to go with uh, the Chrissy Jones and Tia Mirich. Uh, in the number ones, taking in Hawaii for the championship. I mean, you knew Chrissy was going to be special. She was, literally, if there's a plane in the sky, she was swatting that down too. Anything flew over, she's blocking everything. Yeah, mayday, and, mayday. Uh, <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> Mirich on defense was just getting really good reads and, or, you know, there's such a, uh, like she's able to read off of Chrissy's block. They were just, you knew that they were going to take all their number ones that day. So, uh, and then of course that, that, is it the number five pairs that ended up deciding the the, the dual victory yes. in the championship? We yes. were there on that court sitting on the end line, but just seeing the excitement of Collegiate Beach, it, it you couldn't have asked for a better atmosphere and a setup for a, a championship matchup because it came down to one final match. All the athletes were camping on one court, you know, just like the two USC UCLA matchups this year. It came down yep. to the number five matches. Uh, or number like five 19, pairs. Like 1917, too. Yeah. 2-2, two, yeah. two, they're going toe-to-toe, point-for-point, and it could have gone either way. And that that last, that Big West Championship matchup was incredible. I was so excited for Todd. And I love Jeff at Hawaii, but, man, they you could just tell that the way the momentum was shifting, it was going to be really hard to pull it from Cal Poly. Because even though they were, you know, Hawaii was siding out, but Hawaii just had a little extra zip on each of their plays, a little more energy, and you could tell that they were going to grab it towards the end. I actually want to see if I can find it. I want to see. Oh, if you're pulling up on the internet, huh? Pull up the last. Well, I taped it. I taped oh. a, a match point. We we finished early, man. Cal Poly. Um, um, God, this girl's name escapes me. And I guess at this point, it doesn't really matter much. But but um, we finished early, and you and you 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 your court. I don't know which court. You were court two. I think I was on the threes. I was Jalen Riley and Kat Wright or Cassandra Wright, whatever she uh, prefers to go by. But, um, but they were they were pretty dominant on my court. I mean, we were tuned out on my all my matches. Oh, here it is, 2019 final moments. I'm gonna switch on the um. And I've the other you can the hear it. So bear with me. Cross court, drop. So it's a one minute. The wind, clip. The wind is and, right um, to left. You know me, the commentator just took over. 
That's Ocean the Strand, right to left. Look at the flag blowing in the background, slightly diagonally away from us. That gives Cal Poly advantage side. Will they try to drop one out of position one or zone one? You better believe it. They serve to position one. Set, set out, out of the middle. middle. That one's tight. That's trouble. And it was Dug. overpass. Look in the side and out. And they dug the tight pass. And then she blocks for the game. And that was it. And champions! And then, of course, like a zombie apocalypse, everybody's turns the field. <laughs> yeah, that was a great time up there at Zuma. Um, I was so privileged know. to be a part of it. Yeah. But in all honesty, even being able to speak to all the coaches and the athletes at that, that tournament, I mean, there's just such a good vibe and I, I love the vibe at, at the duels you know the everyone's the beach culture is definitely inherent at least in, in the big west pac-12 just you can tell and even the whack you know there's just there's like a laid-back attitude yeah. and uh it's just a great place to be well as far as beach volleyball the big three all of them were decided by by the last pair and decided by two points i believe the pack was uh decided by the pair two sponsor and um Justine. Justine against um, um, uh, Therese Cannon. Cannon. Huh? No. Was that Paletto and uh, um, Paletto Cannon? was three. I think she was the three back okay. then. But it was Therese Cannon and uh, um, Slater. 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 Yeah. And the week before, the WCCs, uh, um, Pepperdine and um, LMU, LMU got knocked to the loser's bracket, came all the way out, out of hell um, mm -hmm. to beat. Um, Pepperdine not once but twice and that was decided by and I'm pulling this up too. Um and Slattery and Dowd? No, they were in the three. No, threes, it right? was Emma Dowd and V. V uh, mm -hmm. uh Veronica um there I just knew her as V and I and her name her name escapes me right now. WCC Beach Volleyball. Let's pull that up. It finished um with a block. It was like a pop-up block from like our angle, like if you have a back shot, you weren't really mm -hmm. sure which side it landed on. Because <laughs> from our back right. shot, you know it landed, and you're just you're like, okay, um, who, who, um, whose side did it land on? <laughs> <laughs> right? You're just like, okay, let me figure this out. So I'm pulling that up right now. Just just the last point. Let's see. Championship opportunity. Yeah, there was a block that popped up and down, and I and I, I didn't know. Um, I wasn't calling this by the way. I was just showing support for Don. To serve match point. And here's match point. You'll hear it. There's a knife. And then of course the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> They're screaming their brains out. <laughs> and John Mayer. He, it's so weird because everyone's losing their mind, and John. Uh, if you look at him, he has this really calm look on his face. He's smiling because he never not smiles. And um, yeah, he just like pumps his fist like, wow, cool. My check came in the mail, <laughs> you know, every, but everyone else is like doing cartwheels. And and um, wow, what 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 an exciting time. So I, I call them the big three conferences. Um, we're all decided by the last pair. Um, yep. And uh, which is going to my next topic. Uh, I'll, I'll call it a last but not least, but Jesus Christ is getting hot in our rooms right now. We turn <laughs> off our central air, right? So, <laughs> so we don't have to turn the gain all the way up on our mic. I would like for them to do the same thing they do for football as far as NCAA. I would like them to sway eight spots because I think John said there's going to be nine. 
um, um, John thinks personally it should be 12, and I think they're, they're pushing for 12. But let's assume there'd be eight spots, all right? I would like automatic bids to go to the Power Five. I would like whatever conference LSU is in, whatever mm-hmm. conference the Carolinas are in, uh, the PAC, the WCC, and the Big West. And then from there, three at-large bids. So whether you do 10 spots or 12, I would like the Power Five to be automatic bids. And my, and my Power Five are WCC. That's Pepperdine. That's LMU. They're always in the top 20. St. Mary's, uber competitive, uh, always in the top 25. Nobody really knows them because if you're not in the top 10, it's like people don't care. Oh, uh, Jeff Alzina's there, right? Is that correct? No, he's Santa Clara. Santa Clara, that's right. Yeah. Well, and, I, 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 oh, and oh my God. They're, like they're, they will change too. Of course. My bad. <laughs> Let me tell you something. That, yeah. Listen, every time there was someone succeeding, I look under the umbrella and there he is. The partains yep. make the main draw. Uh, uh, 17 to 15 years old. Who's under that umbrella? Trevor Crabb gets to the finals a, a multiple amount of times with his brother Taylor and Rosie. Look under that umbrella. You know, every <laughs> this dude is a, the original savage. He uh, He's my outdoor yep. Aaron Mansfield. <laughs> you know? And if you want a good pod podcast guest, I he's got some great entertaining stories. <laughs> I, I am. Well, when this was a tube cast, I had him and Jaron Barreto. Well, uh, you know Jaron. We all we all love us. I'm Jaron, and it was about an hour. the The podcast is actually 38 minutes a tubecast, but what uh-huh. we talked about for an hour and 10 minutes, not on camera, was embarrassing to me that I didn't <laughs> that I didn't. Um, well, I don't share it. It's because um, uh, when it was over, the camera was still running. So I, yeah. played, I played back the conversation we had. Wendy Jones was there uh, in the room, you know, um, uh, just in the room. Yeah. Um, Jaron mm-hmm. was there. I was there. And it's just mind-blowing. And Jaron never never met Jeff. So that was a great meeting of the minds because Jaron is one of the best coaches no one talks about. You know, he yeah. worked really hard with Kelly Clays, blah, blah, blah. Um, so well, let me ask you this. Please. You're saying power five. But, I mean, I feel like this last year, uh, especially with, like, teams like South Carolina upsetting USC and and Florida State making the big jump. I mean, it's almost like the talent is spreading throughout the nation when, from Collegiate Beach. Yep. Yeah. So, so so South Carolina, wouldn't they be in the Carolinas Conference? They would get that automatic bid. Uh, Coastal yep. Carolina, they're not going to be be worse off. Uh, they had, a, a friend of mine, Justin Stack, was on that team, and they got rid of him, which I think is the biggest mistake in beach volleyball because he's one of the hardest <laughs> hardest working coaches no one knows about. But in, in the New York area, there was no mm-hmm. one no one more respected, if not more talented. Um, Florida State, I don't know if them and LSU are in the same conference, um, but that's that's where the at large bid comes in. Like UCLA plays USC in the pack, right? There, you, we yeah. all we all know they're both going, right? Um, yeah, it's not like LMU and Pepperdine where like if well LMU wins or loses, Pepperdine's going to go. And it's not like Cal Poly and Hawaii, like Cal Poly got snubbed the year before. So you knew uh, there was a lot of pressure on them to win just to whatever, because they knew Hawaii was going to go no matter what. Um, yeah. So that's where the at large bids come into play. The three at large bids, you know, it's uh, because I don't want to sound West Coast biased to, to divide four and four. It just seemed ludicrous, you know, but it, but they did make, they did give me a big shit burgundy, right? Because Stetson did beat USC, right? Yeah. What the hell are they doing in this tournament? Well, they're beating the number one seed. That's what they're doing, you know? Yeah. Uh, Florida International, 
Uh, Duran's daughter, mm-hmm. Presley Forbes, is there. Uh, they got some good things going on. A bunch of crazy Brazilians coaching that 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 program <laughs> as well. Um, Tulane's got a new coach from Israel. Um, I don't know him personally, but through mutual friends, I understand he's he's very capable, and and you're gonna you're gonna get to know him well enough uh, soon enough. So, um, yeah. Thoughts. TCU. I mean, there's all these teams that Hector! are picking up. The- <laughs> 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 you know, and you're seeing some of the talent. You got to look at Cal. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's big for them to lose E.L. Lindell, but, you know, they, it's Cal. They're going to get better. Stanford is, uh, you know, Andrew's getting some good talent up there. And there's, it's going to be hard to really get an, at large outside of the West Coast, <laughs> I think. <laughs> I think because there are more players, though. Well, we'll mm-hmm. see, right? I mean, now that it's an NCAA sport, have you? No- I've noticed because I've been in the club scene since I moved here, um, and and I, I'm um, I helped Duran run the BVNEs, the the Get Notice tournaments, beach volleyball national mm-hmm. events, you know, and I also super sub for Chris Hanneman when they were doing the um, JVAs and all that stuff. So, all of the club sizes have tripled. Yeah. All yeah. Of, um. So it's and they're they're all not going to go to um. USC, they're all not going to go to to whatever. In fact, all of uh, USC and all of those, all, all of their talented players aren't even homegrown. <laughs> like their best, who was the best player on USC last year? Say it Tina with me, Gradina. Tina Gradina. Where's she from? Latvia. Riga. Latvia. Qualified. <laughs> qualified. Dane's yeah. going to lose it for another year. She qualified for her team in Tokyo. She yeah. won a bid. Latvia is yep. going to the Olympics for the women. Who was the best team? Um, Arguably the best team for UCLA last year. I say Sponsel and Justina, but the pair one were the McNamara's. And where are they from? Say it with me. Canada. They're from uh, Antarctica? <laughs> they are from Antarctica. <laughs> our, our favorite Canadians are our favorite Canadian pair. Twins, not pair, twins. To the best of my knowledge, only a guy named Phil Burrow has played beach volleyball down there. <laughs> <laughs> Phil Burrow is this um this um guy who's like qualifier top of the qualifier almost main draw type dude, very good. He's the only guy that played on all seven continents. Phil, his name is Phil Burrow. Yeah, he was also on my podcast. Yeah, huh? You're right though. I mean, that's one of the things we we discussed last night. The panel is we were naming off the talent, and they were all from different countries. Yeah, <laughs> they're benefiting well, from the collegiate coaching and training, and going home and 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 excelling for their countries. Yeah, and, and me, I highlighted that before, and I'm highlighting that now because I got sick of all the cry failing about how everybody was using international players to beat USC and international players. Eat. And I'm like, dude, you hypocrite. <laughs> your best player. <laughs> your best player, right? UCLA, you hypocrite. Your pair of ones. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Just, I don't want to hear it, you know? Um, John Mayer's uh, pair one last year, Bo. Bo, um, yep. Bo Chula, right? Um, yep. Yeah, we ain't going to say Kulo, right? Um, <laughs> Chulo. I mean, it sounds even worse. What's the worst? Chulo, Kulo. It was their Churl, pair one. Churl, I'm kind of hungry. <laughs> oh, my God. I love that girl so much. Her, her competitive nature. She mm-hmm. is the type of girl, like, if you sent her hunting, and she had no hunting experience. She would come back with a dead moose and just be like, <laughs> like that, Jason. <laughs> you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Well, she is definitely a beast. Uh, I got to see her at the um, the Wave Collegiate Challenge in November, right before the the P fourteen forty FIVB Challenge. Yep. Is at the F, the uh, Wave facility and you know, Loyal Marymount. They've got some great pieces in place. John Mayer's yeah. sharp, dude. John Mayer Sharp. I mean, only Jacinta Hernandez is the is the one 
Um, then I know it's homegrown. It's going to LMU, but he's got some Swiss talent. He John is just taking the best players, and John is taking the players that are that are that are online with his growth mindset. You know, yeah. um, he's. He's very much, we're very much like each other to every, everywhere the man's coached. They, they get significantly better, like in a two-year time span. Like when, you know, when he brought me on, they were 6-13, and 13, and the next year we were 22-11. and 11, And then the year after that, they were WCC champs. So, which I called the Pepperdine, Pepperdine Invitational. I just didn't think anyone was going to beat Pepperdine. Um, but that's what, what got me into coaching. It's yeah. like, I mean, my first gig, I was an assistant coach because I was dating the head coach. Her name was Chi DiMaggio, Patricia DiMaggio. And she was mm -hmm. assigned to build a program from the ground up. They didn't even have a club. Um, New York City Col uh, Technical College in Brooklyn. So the first day, uh, our first game, we only had six people. <laughs> we registered <laughs> We registered someone for classes 15 minutes before the first match. <laughs> didn't even get, have a chance to warm up. But the dude, wow. look, the dude... It was from, he, he played for Balmesa. His name is Ju Eugene Escoboza. He's from uh, Mocha, Dominican Republic. So he didn't need <laughs> much. I mean, when we're recruiting a guy as a sixth guy, we knew what we were doing. So, um, but I was brought on as an assistant. So I, 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 I yeah. jumped the line. I wasn't a team manager or this or that. And then um, there's no way I would have gotten through that season. They're only powerful personalities like, like I'll, I'll, I'll say Anna Collier. If you want to know who Chi mm -hmm. DiMaggio is about, just think of Anna Collier. Someone that walks into the room and men know how to behave. They get up, they snap, <laughs> they snap too, you know? So yeah. because of that, her presence allowed me to make mistakes as an assistant and, and just cut my teeth. You know, I had a prior yeah. professional experience. Um, I did one year at Hunter College. I, I was at Hunter for a cup of coffee because I wanted to play NCAA ball for one year. Um, <laughs> yeah, I got, I got in. What was your major? Gym. <laughs> you know, eventually later I, I got into Marymount Manhattan. Um, and their BFA yeah. program for acting at the time was number two in the nation. So I auditioned, I got in and I'm like, okay, this is the route I want to go. So, yeah. Love you. Love. I, I didn't know that you went to Irvine though. Repeat yeah. chips. <laughs> Repeat I'm chips. Just, I, I'm, I'm trapped in the orange curtain. So, uh, you know, I know all the orange curtain people. So definitely. Love they're, me they're some <laughs> big volleyball families in the area. I mean, you'll recognize Yoder's is a, is a big one around here. Yep. Obviously the, between Connor, Sarah, and Lauren, the other sisters that played D1. Um, then, you know, there's there's so many. They, the Spittles are, well, actually, they're L.A., but all the brothers came to UC Irvine. They all played at Redondo Union. Um, so, you know, there's, yeah. there's definitely a, a hot of practice. That's <laughs> where, where I practice my club team every day. Yeah. <laughs> I became so, very familiar with them, Redondo Union. <laughs> it's hard yeah. not to fall in love with the game, especially uh, starting indoor and then, Beach was how we kept in shape back in my day. We didn't say we didn't commit to one sport. We you, you know, cross trained, we, right? It was a cross trainer for indoor. Yeah. yeah, I'd surf in the morning, jump on the court at 40th, 42nd Street, in Newport, and be playing. What and position? When the, uh, in Newport? No. What position did Black you play in indoor? I was a setter. Setter. Me too. Yep. Yeah. yeah well, I too. ended my my formal playing careers winning the uh, the company league championship. So, and I put away match points as so an outside hitter. I said, they gave you MVP, though, right? Yeah, I, like, <laughs> I go. I'm a setter. I don't hit. Like we need you to hit. <laughs> sometimes, listen. Sometimes if they know it's coming to you, there's no not a better feeling in the world. Like some people, they, they right. Some people say they want to be in that position, but they don't really want that sauce. You you want that sauce. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I started as an outside hitter, um, and then when I went to Germany, I play, played for a company team and then a military community team in Frankfurt, and Darmstadt. Mm -hmm. uh, tried out for the all army team. 
made that team and then eventually got scouted by a club team in Germany to play in their D1 conference. And um, oh, wow. that, so 1992 and 93, um, the Army released me six months out of the year as a public relations mission to, to play volleyball. Um, You're doing deep intel. Yeah. Well, I saw someone do it for um, rodeo. So oh, I was yeah? like, yeah, I was like, shit. Oh, let me try it for volleyball. And they're like, dude, you better, you need to stop. I was a generator mechanic and there were a shortage of generator mechanics. So I didn't like my chances. In fact, 1992, in the middle of my season, they yanked me off the team because they needed someone to do a mission in Italy, in Sardinia. So, so I missed four matches because we had to do this hush-hush operation and no one in that company had a, had a generator mechanic. They had three of them. One was getting kicked out for drugs. One had a profile, we, we call it injury profile because of his knees. And the other one was a, a non-commissioned officer that they needed to stay there. So they yanked me from a different company <laughs> right mm -hmm. off of that. So, uh, but then, sorry, bottom line, I went to the Olympics, the Barcelona to watch USA play Japan. And I ran into mm -hmm. a guy named Mario Trebich old Russian okay. guy who was the coach of the Netherlands. And he's like, how tall are you? I'm like, six one. He's like, what's, <laughs> what's your wingspan? I said, um, six, eight. My wingspan is um, 80 inches. So, and he's like, um, he says, you're left-handed. He says, you should set, go set. So for two years, I watched videos of Jeff Stork and just oh, wow. try to, and just try to, um, um, uh, copy, copycat his game you know, uh, right. use, use him as a launching pad of how I wanted to play play my game. He's a little bit taller than me, you know, 6'4", six, 6'5", six, but I had long arms that I, I knew that would make up for that. So I emulated my entire game around him and and man, I had some a, a lot of success. And, and Rob, I never get starstruck, but when I saw him, <laughs> I'm, look, New Yorkers don't get starstruck. You see Madonna walking her dog, you see Jay-Z, you know, hey, what's up? You know, you don't ask for autographs, you don't ask for pictures, just maybe you say hello and then break. But when I saw Jeff Stork, I said, oh my God, Jeff Stork, and he just goes, oh, like, oh God, like like this has happened to him before. And I said, can I get a picture, please? Like, and I, John, John, you play for Pepperdine. I want to get a picture. It was him, Marv Dumpy. Um, all of them were there at the same time. I said, I want a Pepperdine oh. picture, but really it was just a picture to just, just to get my, my, um, my, uh, my indoor volleyball idol. Your stork fill. Yeah. My stork fill. God bless you know, that dude. You know what though? Huh? So, uh, his, one of his boys came to UC Irvine, uh, the 2013 team. Uh, he was a starting center until he got a concussion, but so I'd see him at the matches. I'm like, I used to idolize Jeff Stork as well. So <laughs> I'm in your boat too. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're setters, right? Sometimes yeah, yeah. you just look at other good setters. Stetson back in the day. Stetson's a freaking dentist now. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, uh, Mauricio Lima from Brazil. Yeah. Badass. He hits with both hands. People thought he was left-handed, but he, uh, I think he's right-handed, but he hits what he can hit with his left. Um, Man, you got, I don't know, I, I wouldn't call Matt Anderson. Matt Anderson's left-handed, but he only plays. He does everything left-handed except pl play volleyball, so that's an interesting fact about Matt Anderson. Yeah, but, yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah, but but I emulated, I wanted to emulate the best setters, and at that time, it was Jeff Stork. He already won an NCAA with Pepperdine. He already won the gold with Bob Stavert, League, his teammate at Pepperdine. Um, yeah. They, I think they ran a 6-2 or something. And talk about kids. How about Matthew? How about Bob's kid? Played for Harvard. Yeah, they made he's the NCAA. Solid guy. Remember a couple of years ago, they made the NCAA's. They actually took the first set from US UCLA before UCLA cracked the code. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we all come full circle, huh? Like that's yes, right, we do. Huh? Harvard beat Princeton. Princeton. Uh, Sam Schweitz get a head coach. Went to Hunter High School. 
where I was the head coach. So, <laughs> so it's it's a real small world, man. And it's even smaller on the East Coast. So, that's that's why. Yeah. Oh my God, did I hold you up long enough? I, you, you know, but you I've sweating? enjoyed the conversation. <laughs> I just now have to get my kids to a drive-by birthday party now. Oh, so. oh, oh, hit the lights, Dad. Hit the lights. <laughs> this is for the pizza. <laughs> oh, my God. At least make a good pizza. Where's your good yeah. pizza? Where's your good pizza joint here? I'm dying. Well, you know, here. my wife is, a, I married a New Yorker, right? Yes. I'm dying over here. Help me. Oh, but see, but in Orange County, there's only one place you'll trust. It's called the Pizza Bakery over off of uh, Irvine Avenue and 17th. Yes. Pizza Bakery. That's the most legit East Coast. And she worked at a pizza joint growing up. So, yes. You know where my place is? Pizza anywhere else. Where? You're going to love this. Valentino's. It's on the corner. It's on Manhattan Beach Boulevard in aviation. Mm -hmm. The guy who owns Valentino used to make my pizza on Parkside Avenue in Brooklyn, New York. Valentino, here, the actual guy. Work? Well, he did like a two pizza chain, and he dumped one, dumped one in El Segundo. But the sauce is is not hard water; it's different. So it's it's the pizza is about how you make the sauce, and if you don't have the right water, you're not making the right the, the right sauce. So your place in Orange County probably uses um um some source of uh, have a, maybe they have a filtration system or or, or a purifying yeah. system um, that helps them. But this guy, when I was nine years old, was my pizza guy. And the reason why I know is because when you're old, and you know this, when you're a student in high school and you see your science teacher has old white hair, you get older, you yep. go back. What does he look like? You look older, and that dude still looks like the same old guy with white hair. Gandalf is never going to get older, right? Gandalf's still going to. Gandalf 20. All right, I'll use another. Bernie Sanders. In the <laughs> 80s, the man is white haired, balding on He's the top. in the 60s, right? Yes. <laughs> Yes, when he got busted on that protest, he, he, that was a young. But but those are the guys. That Twenty years, I'm like, geez, I got older, and that guy still looks the same. Yeah. So, what? Tell me the pizza joint again before we go. Plug it. The Pizza Bakery. The Pizza in, Bakery. Uh, Newport Beach, Seventeenth and Irvine Avenue. Cool. All right. So before you go, and I, at some point, I gotta let you go. This is the cool thing about a podcast because it's not an interview. We could just talk all day. Um, where can people reach you? Find out more about Rob Sparrow. RobOnTheMic.com or all my social media is at RobOnTheMic. Easy to find. And the Viral Volley podcast, which I try to plug other podcasts because uh, the way I came about doing that was a sheer accident. Uh, Kevin Barnett and DJ Roche uh, decided to retire the net live after the women's collegiate season or indoor. And I was like, well, who's going to do men's indoor then? Um, and I just kind of thought someone else was going to take the mantle. I got a call right after Thanksgiving from Volleyball Mag. Uh, Lee Feinswag said, would you be willing to take it on? I'm like, wait a second. I've never done this before. So no. uh, just um, to I said, okay, because I don't want the, the coverage to lapse. No. So I did that. And then uh, just by nature of covering, working beach, at Collegiate Beach, I was like, well, I'll incorporate the two. And then COVID happened. And um, because I just want to see the athletes who would normally be pay playing for a national championship this week, in, on men's indoor, I still want them to be on, on the forefront. So I'm going to go until probably two weeks, maybe one. Good. We'll see. Yeah. And, and uh, we'll see where you go from there. It provides. I've just been trying to use the platform to market athletes like Sarah Hughes and uh, Sarah Sponsel um, yep. and whoever else will come on. So, uh, but they've been great. They've been willing to just come on board and I can ask them questions and have the conversations like we're having now. Yeah. It provides a sense of normalcy too. 
Yeah. Like when my guest couldn't come and my t my the girl who texted the show couldn't come, um, I was like, we have to maintain a sense of normalcy. And for me, who you know, volleyball is not my only outlet. I'm doing, you know, I deal with theater performance. I deal with all all this other stuff. Um, mm -hmm. I'm so happy that you you came on the show, man. And, and um, we got we got to get that petition going to get you on the get you on that AVP thing. I listen. I would love to do it, and I came to them two years ago. Um, and Jeff Conover. Um, um, he was cool. Like I went to New York, right? And mm -hmm. when I went to New York, Jeff says, Hey, welcome home. You know, I understand this is where you're from. And then he says, I heard you're doing color commentary for P1440. And then everybody else just got quiet around us. Like, and I said, yeah, I said, yeah, I am. I am. You know, I, this is the work I want to do. I moved here to do coaching and color commentary. That's that. Those are my super objectives to moving here. And if I can't yeah. do it, I'm going to do something else. If I'm going to keep getting snub, I'm not going to do, you know, and he's like, well, he says, Hey, you know, you came to us and we said, no, so I can't be mad at you. You got you got to work. And I was like, no, I said, I came to you and you said yes. And you gave, <laughs> and you gave me to Josh and Josh, you know, um, was trying to get me in. But there was so many moving parts happening in Manhattan Beach. It never happened. So yeah. I said, I just told Jeff, I said, you ain't got to fall on everybody's sword, dude. <laughs> you know, because yeah, yeah. he's the one that fell on everyone's sword saying we said, no, he didn't say no. They said yes. It just it just didn't happen. You know, so I, right. I thought for me, it was kind of a missed opportunity. And maybe because I don't really have a tighter leash, maybe I'm, I might not be the best guy for the job anyway. I'm not saying you do. I'm just saying your personality doesn't require the leash, <laughs> you, know? you know? So so I would I love to do it? Absolutely. Would I love you to do it? Hell yeah, even more so in more ways than one. Uh, um, in a dream world, in a fantasy world, we both get to sit next to each other and do this and and, and just have the fans take this journey through our eyes, man. And I, I'm, I'm like, dude, if you really want to take off, off the what's the bottom line as far as can you do the job or not ladies and gentlemen i give you rob espero and i give you jason debeas i agree I, you know i'd love to see actually i'd love to see more than one court though being covered that's why i'm like it'd be a great opportunity for you and i to step in and, and do yeah. it i'd love to do it together but i mean my heart is Hey, let's get as many of these courts out there let's, so people can let's, see that. Let's get Travis Muir. Let's get like a mic on his ear while he's playing. <laughs> Ball, touch block. No way. I recovered the touch block. <laughs> no assist needed. <laughs> you know, it'd be kind of cool is to actually have dialogue. You're doing one court. I'm doing the other one. Hey, Jason, did you see the play in my court? <laughs> Yes, I did. <laughs> did he just kick that ball into the third row? <laughs> Who was that? <laughs> well, maybe we'll see that in the near future. I mean, especially with the changes coming from COVID, we might see a lot more online viewers yeah. at these outdoor events. Well, so, ho um, hopefully Hermosa is still on. Um, I'm, not, I'm not coaching anyone for that tournament. I, I was coaching three players and, and Rafa I was doing a little bit of work for. Uh, but it is my 50th birthday. Oh, um, I remember which that. actually falls on that Sunday. And I and mm -hmm. I already have I already have box seats. So one way or another as a coach or as just a spectator, I'll, I'll be there on Sunday. And the qualifier, I like the qualifier because I love I just love watching relative unknowns go after it. And I love yep. videotaping them and getting their names out there. You know, um, yep. Yep. I love the passion for the game, Jay. Oh, love it. God, it's right here. I think that's right? why you and I are connected, man. Big time. Just right you away, man. Dude, it's like a brother from another mother, man. <laughs> Yep. So listen, let's wrap up. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us on this episode. This is episode 32 brought to you by Beach Volleyball National Events and by Endless Summer Beach Volleyball. Come play with us. It is also brought to you by NY Varsity Sports. Watching me.
watching you. For all of you at home, for Rob Bespero, who's joining me by the magic of Skype, I am Jason DeBeas, and we say, love you. We're out. Thank See ya! You. Come check out the Option Podcast on optiondb.com. It's also available on iTunes and Spotify and on YouTube under the NY Varsity Sports Handle. You're going to love what you hear.